Hey, this is Jose Galison of No Way Jose. You can find me on the No Way Jose YouTube channel. You can also find me just about anywhere, audio podcaster at. Today, my guest is Magnus Pinvidia. This is the first official time having the show. I've done a, I did a, a reused an episode once from an, uh, like an appearance that me and him were both on. And that was a really, probably one of my favorite podcasting conversations I've had. So I've been, been looking forward to having Magnus on for a while. And finally, the perfect topic came up for it, and it's Sterner. I'm starting my fucking, uh, for those who have been paying attention, I'm starting my Anarchist Handbook series. So I'm going to be doing like a podcast for eventually everyone, but I'm kind of doing it out of order because this is what I wanted to start with because I fucking love Sterner. I'm, you know, it's kind of like with CrossFit, like how do you know someone uh, like Sterner? Well, don't worry, they'll tell you about it. Um, but anyways, yeah, as always, give me money, patreon.com, just no way, Jose 2020. Uh, if you want to get some of my merch, or if you want to get any other dope merch, hit up toplobster.com because he has fucking everything on there, and he's the shit. Um, with that, I'm going to go ahead and bring on Magnus. Oh, yeah, real quick, too. I know I've been having some mic issues, so my lazy ass might finally buy a new mic. I'll see how this comes out today. It seemed good in pre, so I don't know. Whatever, we'll see. I'm a, I'm a retard with tech. When you guys, a lot of you guys know this by now, so I'm finally going to stop being cheap ass and probably buy a new one if it keeps up. Um, and with that, yeah, that, that, that lends itself to the Patreon thing too. If you want to fucking pay me money, if not, I don't give a shit either way. Um, anyways, I'm going to go and bring on fucking Magnus. I'm going to get to this. I'm fucking, I'm super hyped about this. Yo dude, what the fuck's up? What's up on, man? Hey, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself for those who aren't in the in group? Uh, yeah. For, for the people who don't live on Twitter, like goblins, like we do. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm Magnus, uh, anarchist, as you can tell from my, my fucking shit. Um, in, in, weird famous on the internet for giving a speech with a gun in front of the Capitol building and terrifying the entire fucking country. Uh, Boogaloo boy and just general all around hater of fucking government at a very foundational level and my two favorite anarchists well three favorite anarchists are Valterine, Proudhon, and Sterner so it was like our entire conversation last uh, last time we talked was all about Proudhon and, Ser- and Sterner so it's like mm. you hit me up like let's let's talk about this and I went I, I acquired this book in a way Sterner would be very approved of and we're we're gonna talk about it (laughs) no it's it's cool i I promoted your own show for you because you didn't make a tweet about it so i made a tweet about it oh did you i totally forgot i was so busy today i was uh, i was doing some agorism if you will slinging pussy all you guys know that i'm a i'm a a hairless cat breeder so uh yeah um but anyways um intriguing uh god so I wanted to ask. Actually, you know what? I, I, I know what I was gonna say. Uh, I find it really interesting because you brought up uh, your three your three favorite anarchists, and my three favorite would probably be Rothbard, uh, Konkin, and Sterner. And it's funny how like you clearly are more. I mean, I mean, you're a mutualist, so I wouldn't even necessarily say you're like of the left, but you're like more right. It's like, like it's like it's like te- technically left wing anarchist, but like functionally like a centrist anarchist. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what yeah. what the fuck? I, these words are spooks, so they don't fucking mean anything. But yeah, and that's kind of the beauty of Sterner. It kind of like transcends in some regard because it's like, I, I don't know, it's kind of that weird like crossroads where like, and, and something I've been saying as of late is I feel like Sterner, I mean, I, I usually say in regards to his, his rights, but even then in a lot of other ways, it, it, it applies a lot to his ideologies. He is, he describes what is, whereas I feel like a lot of anarchy describes what is ought to be. So I like to like to use like the is ought like philosophical thing as like a way to describe Sterner because a lot of people get caught up, especially like one thing we'll probably talk about a lot is this concept of rights and people get all upset about his concept of rights. And it's like, he's literally just describing reality. So yeah, uh, that's definitely because, because his, his whole thing is, is the difference between a sovereign right and a foreign right, which he has like a bunch of quotes of kind of breaking down the difference between those of a sovereign right is what you can take and hold what matters to you and what you are able to do, that is your sovereign right. And then foreign rights are rights that are given to you. Like we're Americans. So we have a right to the second amendment technically, or, you know, whatever. But he breaks down how like foreign rights don't mean anything. And you have no, you have no reason to value them. And other people have no reason to value them because it came from without side them. So they, they don't mean anything. They're, they're illusionary and people get really mad about that. But it's like the fact of the matter is you can talk about your your right to freedom of speech or whatever. But if a bunch of dudes with guns come and take your freedom of speech away, might might makes right. Like at yeah. the end of the day. 
so you you can cry about it and i like i know like the rothbard and uh, and caps always get really angry with me when i'm quoting sterner and they're like oh it's a dead-end ideology it's like well how like it's, even even in, even the people who talk about like anarcho-capitalism and stuff they're like like they keep guns because they know there will be other dudes with guns that are going to come and try to take their shit. And that's just how the world works. You know, this is, he's very explicitly anti-utopian in that fact, which is why I, I you know, love him to death. Yeah, he like I feel like he just adds a dimension to your thinking is kind of like looking at it from like and even if like I, I really, really, really think that like if you're an anarchist and this, this is your you're into like theory and stuff like that, you need to check out Sterner. That doesn't mean you have to agree with everything. Like at the very least, uh, he he is a solid contribution. He is the father of so many different ideologies. Like I I would definitely say he is the you know like what you'll see in some of these quotes today. You know you the listener, um fucking like he you can you can see Konkin in there. You can see Ayn Rand in there. You can see Foucault in there. You can see like he is just all like there are so many things that are like you could almost just straight up be like yeah that's 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 postmodernism that's agorism that's that's objectivism that's like and i don't know if anything he's like weirdly a better version of a lot of those and right and 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 like like nietzsche like like all of nietzsche and like like existentialism and all like all of that kind of thing he claims that he never heard of sterner or read sterner but like sterner is all of that before nietzsche so and it's it's really it's really funny too when you read through it, through this of I don't know how he was friends with Engels and Marx because like they hung out like Karl Marx and like Engels hung out with Sterner and when you read through this book like I, I could probably pull up one of the quotes here yeah uh, what Mac Max Sterner here if if an individual has it which he's talking about like government like sovereignty if an individual has it it's monarchy and if we all have it it's democracy supreme might then might against who might against the individual and his self will and like he has all these things about like collect like collectivism and that you should never take rights and try to give them to like everybody because that doesn't mean anything yeah, he was hanging out with Karl Marx and Engels that were all about like the people and like the people's rights and like the natural law. But so I don't know. I don't know how they tolerated them. Obviously, Marx, you know, had very a lot of sideways comments about him and claimed that he didn't even like acknowledge Ma- uh, Sterner's existence and then went on to write an entire book about why he was wrong. <laughs> so it's like, are you sure, Marx? You seem a little salty. Yeah, no, I mean that's we kind of already implied it a little bit earlier and earlier in here, and uh, just I feel like Stern just has this effect where like he like a lot of people stand for him, a lot of people like he kind of like sort of props up a lot of different ideologies, like a lot of ANCAPs love him, a lot of like you know communists love him, socialists like he's all over the map, and, and I think that's also kind of a function of like like you can almost look at his like it's almost like he's a different dimension, like I said, you can kind of look at it in a different way and but then still somehow find ways to connect that to your own ideology. So like, I, I don't know. I just, he just has a very interesting way to look at things. I guess we can quickly kind of describe, uh, I, I, like, give me what your rough uh, idea of what egoism is, if you will. So, yeah. So, so, so egoism is essentially just the idea that the only things that matter in the world is what you decide that matter and what you can make matter to you. And that like, it, it's essentially like, extreme self-ownership to where he goes in. I got like another one of his quotes here that I pull up of a, a master is a thing made by the servant. And then he has another quote that's not in the book of a, I forget the exact like wording of it. So I'm a bit butcher it, but he he's essentially like critiquing capitalists and like business owners and everything. But he's like, I can't lay all the blame on them because the workers are the ones that make him rich. And it's like, yeah, you know, like like you you dig your own hole, you make your own bed. So he comes across like egoism and Sterner in general comes across as like the biggest call out slash self help book ever because he's essentially like you have the power, you could do all of this, anything you want to make in this world. If you have the power to do it, you can go do it. And the fact that you're a loser means it's your fault, you know. So it's like it's like like the tough love dad of anarchism, you know. Yeah, no, it's the fucking shit. So, I want. How was it for you to revisit Sterner 
Like, to, I don't know. How, I've, I've only read Ego on its own one time through. And so, like, and then to come back and then to revisit in the Aaron Kazan book was, like, a nice, like, respite for me. Like, a you know, a callback, if you will. So, it was nice to go back and do it. I don't know if, if it if it made your dick move a little bit like it did mine. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's just, there's so many good quotes that there's no way in hell you could remember all of them. Mm-hmm. And, like, the almost every other historical figure you can look up like great quotes by them and it'll have all of them. And then for Sterner, there's not many of them yet. They're all in the book. And there's so many things that just that he says that just land so hard for me, but definitely it, it was nice to, cause when you reread all of ego is his own from start to finish, like Max comes across as, as like the drunk dude at the bar that's just screaming at the world you know, he has he has long rambling moments where he repeats kind of the same idea like three, four times in a row just because that, that, you know, the the philosopher kind of mentality of it. He's not very concise. He He's prone to bouts of like flowery language and stuff like that. But to go through Malice's kind of like how he found just like a good chunk of like this is Sterner. And he picked like one of the best kind of parts of it, of his description of what power and rights and everything is. That was so nice compared to like reading the whole thing. Mm-hmm. and definitely just like the thing that surprised me and i guess i didn't catch it as much the first time i read through ego as his own because i was even more of a lefty than then than i am now of just how much the book is just like poking at marks being like hey your ideas are stupid you're never gonna work the idea of like the the working class all having a shared identity is stupid like, like it's just like multiple little like digs <laughs> throughout the whole book yeah, no, he, I don't know, he's a fucking. This this was a good a good excerpt to pick in relation to anarchy. Like I'm, I will admit this wasn't my favorite part of the book. Like I and probably like the one that comes to mind immediately is like love, which I can't even remember is like how specifically like the way he conceptualized love. I thought was weirdly beautiful since he like kind of flipped it on its head. And I think we talked about it the last time. That's the yeah. one. That, so like if you go back and read, it's kind of. I, there are lots of parts of Egan's Zone that are kind of boring, in my opinion, from like recalling reading it. But then there are also like super awesome parts. And then also like how he applies egoism to some stuff that you wouldn't like really necessarily think of at first, like love, is just like I found to be really interesting. Like, yeah, because I mean, it, it seems like he knew when he was writing that people were going to go and be like, oh, well, this is just like a selfish asshole ideology that's just mm-hmm. like fuck everyone else but myself. And there's several parts in it where it's actually like, no, like that's not what's going on at all. There's actually, it, it, it's self love. It's not like narcissistic, like egotistic kind of thing. And um, I actually like marked this quote because it's probably one of my favorites. This was a little, it's a little long. So you gotta forgive me, but uh, he's going, he's going into the concept of like stealing from other people. And essentially the, what he breaks down is that under a statist mentality, it's almost religious of like, well, you've wronged, you've stolen someone else's property, you have upset God. Like there's like there's all this moralism to stealing. But then just like you said, he flips the concept of stealing from someone on its head and makes it in this egoist perspective. And uh let's see right here. Um Right. He he sets before him the wrong of having de- desecrated his act, what was hollowed by the state, its property. Instead of this, he might hold him up to the fact that he has befouled himself in not despising this alien thing, the thing he stole. But thinking it's worth stealing at all, he could, if he was not a parson, talk to the so-called criminal with an egoist perspective, and he will be ashamed. Not that he transgressed against your laws and goods, but that he considered your laws worth evading, your goods worth desiring. And it's like, damn. It's like, it's like you're not wrong for stealing from that guy. You're wrong for thinking it was even worth stealing from him in the first place. And it's like, shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's that, mega base. Like, especially in relation to like how he talks about dealing with the state, which, I mean, the two main things that this, this passage kind of went over, I, I, I reasoned... I was trying to like kind of figure out exactly what was encapsulated in this thing before we came on here. And it seems to be the two main things I got out of this passage, this excerpt, was he mostly goes into rights. And the other one is how the ego and the state are at odds. And like, and, and those were like the two main concepts that he kind of went into there. And we'll, we'll go into, uh, kind of go into like quotes to kind of to prop these up. But uh, do you want to, you want to, well, you kind of already gave me the rights and we went into a little bit of the rights, but. 
I guess we can probably go ahead and get going into the quotes. But first off, I do want to know, how has Stern affected your thinking? Uh, just if you have something to add to that before we get into quotes. Yeah. Too, too based. Yeah. So that de- definitely just kind of, like you said, like realizing the way things are that like it, like you can try to appeal to people all you want and you can go about all these lofty morals and goals and a better society and everything. But a, a lot of people aren't just going to care about that at all. And, um, Michael, like you could tell with Michael Malice too, for the fact that uh, I forget what edi- I think he has like a signed, a signed like third edition of Ego of his own that he spent a lot of money on. So like Michael Malice is a big Sterner fan, and you you can tell just from some of the quotes Malice says of like it's not about convincing people. Stop convincing people. Just start being free, and like that's all of Sterner. Like a lot of other anarchism is based on getting like large popular acceptance of it or like a global revolution or sterner is not about that sterner is like you just do it and then other people they if they do it or not that doesn't matter and that kind of like profoundly affected me of like i need to stop caring it it really is like the deepest level of like oh stop caring what people think about you to the point where it takes it to like well stop caring if the cops think that's illegal or not you know (laughs) like you take it to its logical conclusion of just like the revolution is your revolution. Stop caring about anyone else's revolution. And, and the funny thing is, I feel like that's the most effective way to, to like, um, pro- not pro- I guess propagandize is, or, or, or whatever word I'm looking for, but to, to propagate this, this idea of anarchy is to live it. Um, like what better way? And ironically, the, the, the person who made the, put this book together, Michael Malice is someone who is very much that. And he's probably, I think he's probably the most successful anarchist we have at this yeah. point in time. He's, he's, so. he's great. He's great. Like, obviously, like, he, he has a lot more, like, right-wing takes than I do on, on a lot of things, but I still stand the hell out of him. And a lot of lefty people will be like, oh, well, he, you know, he, he says positive things about Trump and he, like, criticizes, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck because at the end of the day, what he talks about the most is anarchism. And he's so good at selling it. And I think it is just that it comes across the way he talks, his attitude, his demeanor. That when he when when he debates anarchy with someone, it's it's for that person's sake because he wants to like tell them about anarchy. But every time they ask them a question about like, oh well, how are you going to get people to become anarchists? He's like, I don't give a fuck if other people become anarchists. I'm an anarchist, and that's that's great. And I I, I feel like if that spread more into like the ANCAP world and definitely into the ANCOM world of just like stop stop trying to fit in stop trying to like mold the world like around you instead of like well don't mold yourself around the world like mold the world around you it would be way better than this because you definitely see a lot of like clicky collectivist kind of thinking even in ancaps which are supposed to be like the big individualist blah 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 you see real like collectivist logic of like well we can't do that until everyone else does it Mm -hmm. it's like why it's do it. No, yeah, that is, that is very true. Um, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, the first thing, first quote is the quote that he's most known for, which isn't even in the, in this. It's in the like the little prelude. All things are nothing to me. What, what does that mean to you? Yeah, it it it, it just essentially means that like it's it's this very postmodern thing, which is another reason why I love him because this this actually would like if we're modern scales of left to right. This puts him so farther to the left of like the progressives. It's hilarious to where like everything is irrelevant unless you decide to make it irrelevant. Every, everything is nothing to me. Your words, your language, your gender, your sex, your class, like who you are, how you talk to people, what you do. Like it doesn't mean anything. It's all irrelevant unless you decide to make it relevant. And I, I always share that meme when I'm both arguing with people that are transphobic and arguing with, with fucking culty progressive people of a, it's, it's not in this book, but he has this thing about the unique of like, you are unique. There is actually, I think it is in this book. Never mind. There, there is one of you and there is nothing like you. And every single one of your traits is unique and you are doing a disservice to yourself to apply a label to you. So that I, the, the the meme is like, oh, there's only two genders. And it's like, oh, gender is on a spectrum. And then it's Max Sterner. And it's like, there is no gender. There's only the unique. And it's like, yeah, there, there's one of you. Stop, stop like fucking yourself over 
making yourself into nothing to giving like allowing this foreign body which is these labels or whatever and have them mean fucking anything to you and if you decide that it means something like like if you sit down and and have like a real hard think and decide like you know what i like being like a stereotypical like western man and i want to drink beer and that makes me happy and i want to have kids and that's genuinely what you want to do great like then that's real to you that's real to you. Otherwise, that doesn't mean shit. None of that shit means anything because it's coming from outside of yourself. Otherwise, if you go knock some girl up and have a bunch of kids because society told you to do it, then what the fuck is why? You know, why are you doing what you want to do? What makes you happy? And that's definitely like, like everything is nothing. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, it, for sure. Um, and then the next one, while this isn't really a quote. This is more a common thing. Spooks. I don't know if you want to touch on that. Yeah. What, what, what spooks are? Because if you're not familiar with Sterner, the, I mean, the, it's kind of really a meme around Sterner. Like, this is a spook. That's a spook. Everything's a spook. So I don't know if you want to. Well, yeah. this is kind of silly. You know, quick, provide a quick definition of what he means when he says spooks. Yeah. So so that that kind of ties into that foreign foreign concept. The actual translation from German to English is Geist, but Spook is funnier and more catchy, which, which by the way, I forgot to bring this up in the beginning, but uh, Mach Sterner in German translates to big forehead. So like this, this is the type of people we're dealing with here. I really do believe the man was the original fucking troll, but uh, yeah, the, the idea of a geist of a, of a spook of the mind is, is this foreign concept that if you weren't told it was a thing, then you wouldn't conceptualize it. Like, like, we, we a lot of people go on to like natural rights and everything like that and and like how people have like a natural right to property or a natural like right to life or anything when you're born unless anyone tells you that like you have no idea like little kids steal shit all the time until they're told you know not to and and he just goes into that the idea of like god if nobody told you god existed you would have no concept of god it's a foreign concept a spook in the mind a geist in the mind same with government same with religion same with like obviously there's a degree of like gender roles that that is very monkey brain and everything but if nobody ever told you that a girl is supposed to wear a dress like you you wouldn't fucking know like you have no context so all all this stuff is stuff that's been put into your brain and it's he he is very critical of spooks for that reason of what like like you know i just went on that long-winded rant right before this of, of why do you care about these why do you care why do you hold them so important unless you really do think they are or and you got to ask yourself do you find them important or did somebody tell you they were important and you're just running with it your whole fucking life yeah it's kind of funny he does also like in in relation to the the spooks uh he does always kind of frequently go into the sacred and he kind of goes into how the sacred is like basically all bullshit and how they are spooks. And the sacred is like that which you cannot, you know, shit on essentially. Like, so, which is a lot of what Sterner goes into. Um, yeah, because it's important to know the time period of like, mm-hmm. which a, a lot a lot of like conservatives and ANCAPs get this screwed up about like where the communists and everything were coming from. It was a very different world back then. Like uh, I always reference um, in Voltaire's uh, book on the Mexican Revolution, four families owned like two million acres in Mexico. So like, how how capitalism and religion and shit was back then is very different from how it is now. So like, the 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 fact that he could be running around at that time period in Germany and like running around and essentially like you have all of these. Um, what, what the hell is his name? It's a Mar- like Lutheran, like super strong, like German churches and shit. And he, this guy's just running around bars saying that all their religions are bullshit. And they don't mean anything. And not Wait. even that. You're saying morality is nonsense. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, like he goes even deeper. He's like, he's like, not only is like the church a spook, but Jesus was a spook. <laughs> it's like, and he's saying to these fucking people's faces. So like important context for the time period. Yeah, no, I mean, like, once again, we're going into this, like, this excerpt, but if you got, if you read the book, it is, like, mega base. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to do, a, it's, like, two quotes, but they kind of go into a little bit of his conception of rights. Uh, so, whether I'm in the right is completely independent of the fool's making out and of the wise man's. Also, he goes, whether I'm in the right or not, there is no judge by myself. 
so his con- conception of rights is like basically whatever you kind of want to be. Like if, if I say, you know, this thing is my right, it's my right. Because for him, like the ego is the center is like the center of everything. And if, so, if I, if I could know? jump in on that, um, a little bit before that quote to read, to read the full quote. Cause I, I yeah. love the full, full quote so much. Uh, when a blockhead makes me out <laughs> in the right, I grow distrustful of my rightness. I do not like to receive it from him. <laughs> Even when a wise man makes me in the right, I nevertheless am not. Whether I am right is completely independent of the fool or wise man's making out. So he's like, it's just, again, so base. He's like, the stupid guy told me I was right. I don't like that. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I don't trust, I don't trust that I'm right anymore because this idiot told me that I was. And it's like, yeah, that's that's probably something people should consider more. Is like if 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 everybody who's who's on your side on an issue are a bunch of like drooling, mouth breathing idiots, you might want to think about that <laughs> for a second. But yeah, your, your second quote, I just wanted to because that that oh no, no you're the good. Fact they, that he, the fact yeah. that he uses blockhead is so great. To me. <laughs> no, it, it 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 is funny some of his isms. Uh, I don't know if you you have a I know you have a bunch of quotes too. Then so if you want to add one in and just have me going ad nauseum. Yeah. So um. I mean, if you want to keep in the concept of rights too, so we can we can go there. Uh, that's up to you, whichever one you want to hit. Um, I'm not. Let's see if I have. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have a rights one. The next, the next one is. I don't. I guess this might fall under rights. This this is my this is my favorite quote, and this was actually something I forgot, and it like blew my mind when I reread it because it's so true. Of a, uh, the quote is: "The times when the state could grant freedom without danger has passed." Children that are now once come into the open and live through an hour without the rod of discipline are no longer willing to go into the cell. <laughs> and it's like, like, yeah, like, like up, up till that time period that, that he was living in, like, like people could, the idea of living without the state was very different because like you, you wander outside of the village and, and you fucking die. Like you get, get, you get attacked by like hordes of bandits or like run into like the fucking Mongols or some crazy shit. Like it was a different world, but at that like industrial revolution time period, it was possible to live that way without these crazy extreme dangers because the world had developed so much. And the moment people started realizing that they're like, Oh, well, I can just go be free then. And then the government like started realizing like, Oh fuck, we're losing like the idea of this divine sovereignty from God that gives us the right to tell other people what to do at, at gunpoint is starting to crack. And, and I do think it's true now, especially now, like with the internet and everything, they could never allow a generation of children to grow up outside of the whip because they would never go back. Michael Malice has that, has that quote about the, the, I think it's in the first section of this book of the social construct. Oh, sorry. The social contract that if nobody ever told you it was a thing, you would think it's the, the dumbest, most surreal idea in the world. And yeah, if we had a single generation of children that were born outside of the state, they would never recreate it. They would be like, fuck this. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, back to rights. Here's another, I was just looking at this super base. It super encapsulates it. And then uh, what you have the power to be, you have the right to. I derive all right and all warrant from me. I am entitled to everything that I have in my power. Now that is his conception of rights in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and people, people get really reductionist with that about like what that exactly means. Like, like he, this, this was like a, an intellectual dude with, with fucking reading glasses. Okay. He wasn't talking about like going around and beating the shit out of everybody. Well, his, when you define power, power is not always violence. And like the example I'll use here, and you're, you're probably super familiar with that. Uh, D- Dave Smith brought down Nick Solwerk without ever having to touch him by just calling him a scrub in his Twitter. That's power. Intellectual Intellectualism is power. Like your ability to produce things, markets, all of that, that's power. Like there's so many different versions of power, but people always just reduce Sterner to like, oh, well, I have a bigger stick, so I'm going to go beat the guy up and then that's mine. And that's, you know, that's not how the world works. Like women, for example, women can use sex as power. And if a woman can use her like sex appeal to get power that is within her power and it is her right to do so. So like Sterner is almost like weirdly like feminist in a way too of like, if the girl can do it, then who's, you know, like who the fuck 
tells her she can't, you know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, one, one good way to put it is, like, say, people always, like, will, like, bring this to, like, say, like, pedophiles or some shit. And, like, say for the way I look at, like, and a lot of people have explained to me with Sterner is Sterner would make the case that, sure, technically that pedophile has a right. But then you also have a right to go blow his fucking brains out. Yeah, and the, fa- <laughs> and the fact and the fact that I I have the power to blow his brains out proves that my right was stronger than his right. So it's it, it absolutely. Yeah. No. Uh, all right. And here's another interesting one in relation to rights. It says when the revolution. This is a whole paragraph. But when the revolution stamped equality as a right, it took flight into religious domain, into the region of the sacred of the ideal. Hence, since then, the fight for the sacred inalienable rights of man against the eternal rights of man, the well-earned rights of the established order are quite naturally and with equal right brought to bear. Right against right, where, of course, one is decried by the other as wrong. This has been the contest of rights since the revolution. And I brought this up because I just find it interesting how he brings up the whole modern concept of rights as being this like whole system, as being kind of this how do I put it almost a tool of this. You can almost extend it to like a tool of the state or tool of the people that it's just this nonsensical sliding scale that people keep changing to be wherever they want to be kind of deal. And it's just like these constant like debate of this, right, that, right, this, right. And the other day, like he's describing what is, and it's like people are all stuck in this like magical theory land of like what ought to be or whatever is kind of how I put it. So, yeah. And like I said, like to put that in the historical context, he like he's sitting there with people that were at the Paris Commune. Like we're like we're talking like the foundations of the French Revolution and everything like that. And he's he's telling them to their face that like you guys are creating this weird construct that doesn't make any sense and is not going to hold water. And and Jesus Christ was he right? As, as you're seeing like where these like Western liberal democracies and shit have have fallen into, where they're essentially just the monarchy with with weird extra steps, you know, and and he was calling them out to their face, and this includes like Marx and everybody like that of like, hey, this this idea you guys have in the revolution, because that's the revolution he's talking about is that time period, like you you're creating this weird construct that's not going to hold up, mm-hmm. and and like like foresaw the so- Soviet Union before it happens, foresaw Nazi Germany before it fucking happened, like foresaw what's going on in america right now before it happened (laughs) yeah no uh another one the only thing i'm not entitled to is what i do not do with a free cheer that is what i do not entitle myself to i decide whether it is the right thing in me there is no right outside me if it is right for me it is right possibly this may not suffice to make it right for the rest that is their care not mine (laughs) (laughs) just mega based um yeah yeah so. and following on that i requ- i request oh actually like so yeah th- this this was a, a quote referring to the government and and this is like the way more based version of taxation is theft in my opinion of uh, he, he's talking about like the legislator the senate the like politicians here and the quote is i request nothing at all from you for whatever i might demand you would still be dictatorial lawgivers and must be so because a raven cannot sing, nor a robber live without robbery. So, like he, he, he like, and they go like, that. That's you know, fly, uh, very anarchistic in the sense that's flying, flying in the face of kind of like practicalism or whatever. Of like, oh well, we'll just keep asking the government, and if the government gives us any rights at all, then that's a win. Like you know, like like lobby and and, and vote and everything, and try to get Sterner's like no, like like. Even even if the even if the the thief and the murderer gives you what you want, there's still a thief and a murderer, and that'll never change, no matter what you do. It's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cool. He describes human rights here too. Uh, human right is always something given. It always, in reality, reduces to the right which men give concede to each other. Which I guess that's a good way. Of even even with like something like natural rights, the whole concept of is like something of like that you will not aggress against someone. So you were conceding that to sort of someone. I know. And I mean, it's positive or it's negative rights as opposed to positive, but in a sense, you still are kind of conceding like this is that, that right or whatever. Whereas I feel like egoistic rights is far more consistent in the fact of it's just whatever you can do, which I know is kind of like circular reasoning, but it kind of just destroys the whole concept of rights in a way, I think. Yeah. And I mean, even it's funny because they bring up the pedophile thing. He has a whole section in here about birthright. And how he defines what birthright is. 
And it's essentially like, well, you're when you're born and when you're an infant and a small child, essentially, like you have a birthright and you cannot be really held to account that you could hold other people to account because you're essentially like in the egoist framework, you have no power and you have no means of gaining power because you're a fucking child, you know? And I, I guarantee that if you went back and you asked Sterner about like pedophilia or something like that, that's how he would rope that in of like, well, you're, you're using force against someone who has no ability to use force against you, like back against you. And that's like a hiccup there because he does go into birthright of like you have a right to be born and then you have a right to like a right to your parents to take care of you and your parents have a right to like demand like domineer over you due to the rights of birth to a point to where you are strong enough and you are you are old enough or whatever that you are like you were considered an ego you're an egoist being you have the power to exert force upon the world and the world exert force upon you and then shit changes mm -hmm. No, another another good way to look at it in the quote here, he who has might has right. If you have not the former, neither you have the latter, which makes sense because it's like even in a natural rights thing, it's kind of this like ought thing where it's like if you don't have the might to produce the right, it's kind of like what what does it matter? You know, like it's it's really we're just kind of in this like intellectual masturbation kind of like. Right. You know, and, and, yeah, every, everyone views that as an offensive thing because I, I think it says more about how they view the world than we view the world. Because when I read that, it's more of a simple matter that like, I have no rights unless I can ensure those rights. Mm -hmm. And any, I guess for like the, any non anarchists that are listening, that we sound like a bunch of kooky fucks. This, this is the logic behind the second amendment. The constitution doesn't ensure the second amendment. The second amendment ensures the constitution. The fact that you are, have the ability to keep and bear arms is because you have arms. Like, you know, like that, that's the sterner logic is like the, your rights come from the ability to protect and defend and ensure those rights as an individual or as your union of egoists, which is kind of like a sterner concept. If you can't defend those rights, then you don't have those rights and there's just no conversation to be had. Yeah. And now we're getting to the point where it's getting to like the, how it relates to the state. Um, all right, here's a good one. No one has any business to command my actions to say what course I shall pursue and set up a code to govern it. I must put up with it that he treats me as his enemy, but never that he makes makes free with me as his creature and that he makes his reason or even unreason my plumb line. And this is kind of like, you know, like the concept of like, well, the state exists. We have to deal with it. But don't don't let that override your thinking. It's kind of the way I see that. And I, I don't know if you kind of a similar line of thinking like it's just that like yes this is something you have to deal with and but in the meantime don't let them don't accept their might as right you know like you you have your own just you, yeah i'll let yeah. you anything yeah don't 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 bow don't bow down to their force because you have all the power and ability that they do in many different ways you you may be smarter than them you have may have more resources than them you may have better connections like like don't because that's why i describe it as like the weirdest self-help book ever because he's essentially just laying out the way that like the individual is is infinitely fucking supreme to the collective. And you just need to realize that and then you can just do whatever the fuck you want. And like I said it it, it whenever whenever I describe like mass freedom or whatever, like extreme personal ownership and, and self-sovereignty, and the first thing people critique is like, well people just start raping people. It's like, well I didn't think of that. So why <laughs> did you think of that? I think that says a lot more about you than it does me. That the first thing you jump to is that like, you know, and it's, it's that kind of thing of, of the, I, I, it's not a sterner quote, but I, I literally, this is my own quote to fucking jerk my own ego here. But I thought of it what literally while I was reading this and I posted this, that every critique of anarchism comes like, like every, the, the face that's telling you that anarchism won't work is hiding the face of someone who doesn't believe in themselves. Like the, the biggest critiques of anarchism are those are the insecure, the people that are like, well, I couldn't live in that fucking world. And it's like, yeah, you could just stop being a little bitch. Like you, you have all the power. You have all the monkey fucking cells and everything to pull this off. You're smart you live in the Western world. The, at the dumb person today would be a fucking wizard 200 years ago. You can do this. So just stop being insecure about it. And, and that's like, that's how Sterner reads to me is he's essentially just going through all of this of like, 
well, you could do this. You could do this. You could do this. Why are you doing this? Like, in, in, like I you know, brought up with a thief quote, why are you stealing? What, why do you, why do you envy your, like envy of your neighbor comes from the idea that your neighbor is better than you. Fuck that. You're better than your neighbor. Why would you steal from him? Like that it's all of that comes through. And, and that's why I love him so much. Mm -hmm. States last only so long as there is a ruling will. And this ruling will is looked upon as tantamount to the own will. The Lord's will is law. What do your laws mount to if no one obeys them? What your orders if no nobody lets himself be ordered? The state cannot forbear the claim to determine the individual's will, to speculate and count on this. For the state, it is indispensable that nobody have an own will. An own will is kind of like capitalized or italicized because yeah. he's defining own will as like your will as opposed to the state's will. If one had, the state would have to exclude this one. If all had, they would do away with the state. The state is not thinkable without lordship and servitude. The state must will to be the lord of all that embraces, and this will is called the will of the state. And this is like a direct, like, you know, he's setting up the 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 paradigm of the will of the state and your own will. So yeah, and, 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 will. and yeah, and and going into like the state has to destroy your will because mm -hmm. the state, as long as you have individual will, like the state has to deal with that. Which I actually think that was the section right be before the quote about kids. Like if they weren't, uh, weren't, they won't go back in the cell is that's why the government has gone after like every single, like really strong willed independent person over all of history, whether it be like Malcolm X, MLK, like, like fucking, you know, you, you can go to modern examples of uh, the Bundy's and shit like that. Like anyone who shows, even if they do it perfectly legally, even if they're just talking that they're not interested in any of this shit, the government goes after them really hard because their existence is a threat. And he breaks that down of like, you cannot have both. Either the state owns everything or the state owns nothing. So if you are not, if you act like you are not owned by the state, if you live not being owned by the state, you are an existential fucking threat to them and they have to do something about you. Yeah, no. And it is, it is a really good point that he brings up there. And I feel like he has his own way of illustrating and it, and it makes a lot of sense the way he puts it. The, the master is a thing made by a servant. If submissiveness ceased, it, it would be over with all lordship. And that was one you brought up before. The own will of me is the state's destroyer. It is therefore branded by the state as self-will. Own will and the state are powers in deadly hostility between which no eternal peace is possible. As long as the state asserts itself, it represents own will. It's ever hostile opponent. It's unreasonable evil. And the latter lets itself be talked into believing this. Indeed, it really is such for no more reason than this that it still lets itself be talked into such belief. It has not yet come to itself into the consciousness of its dignity. Hence, it is still incomplete, still amenable to fine words. And that I just found it to be like fucking beautiful because it's just like it kind of just illustrates how the state has undermined own will to kind of talk you into, you know, synonymizing it with the state's will. And I don't know, it's very much, it reminds me a lot too. I forget who it is. It was another thinker that you actually probably more familiar with where he kind of goes into like for a, God, I'm, who the fuck was it? I'm, I'll, I'll think of it later. Um, but it's one of the, uh, one of the more lefty type ones. I think it was Prudhon. Prudhon, I believe you, you'd probably know. And he yeah. goes into how the, um, the populace needs to kind of almost elevate essentially for like revolution. And it kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. It almost like seemed straight from that. Like, yeah. kind of like, you know, like once they start realizing like their own dignity or, you know, beauty or whatever the hell you want to call it, like they will start being like, oh, shit. And like and from yeah. there, just shed off the state, if you will. That, that's, so. that's that's my biggest criticism of, of modern anarchism, like where we're living now is all anarchism, whether it be Rothbard, whether it be Bakunin, whether it be Stern or anything, all all of them acknowledge that this was like a internal like moral and intellectual revolution. It was not as much about the bits and bobs. It wasn't about the NAP or property or how we'll handle this. Like all, it was not about all the finer details. It was about educating yourself to be a better person than the state requires you to be. And nowadays people get so fucking bogged down in the goddamn details of everything. And, and Prudhan has that entire thing of like, the, the, the state is, is a creation of, of lower humanity, of lesser humanity. And the only way to destroy the state is to transcend that and become better human beings. It's not about 
getting rid of taxes or getting rid of the government or collectivizing the means of fucking production or any, like any of the anarchist branches. That's not what it's about. It's about as both individuals and collectives transcending the state through morality, even though we're talking about Sterner. So he'd, he'd tell me to shut the fuck up, but morality and, and personal drive and, and just being better people. And we just get so fucking mixed up in the, in, in the stupid shit and debating the stupid shit and forget about that part. Yeah, and and to the like, here here's a good one in 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 uh in relation to like the whole like oh whoever has the biggest stick or whatever, and it's kind of true. He says why everything must go topsy turvy if everyone could do what he would. Well, who says that everyone can do everything? What are you there for? Pray you who do not need to put up with everything. Defend yourself, and no one will do anything to to you. He who would break your will has to do with you and is your enemy. Deal with him as such. If there stand behind you for your protection, some millions more than you are an imposing power and have an easy victory. And it's kind of, I mean, it is kind of just like, and then you, whether you want to say, oh my God, well, it's a bigger stick. It's kind of like the Chad meme. Yes. Like, yep. Yeah. So have but a bigger, like, that doesn't have a mean stick. it's going to go to shit. Like, ha yeah, have a bigger stick. Take care of yourself. Be an individual. I, I, you're like, you're all worried that it's going to devolve into madness, but it's like, what, do you think there's some magical Superman out there that's just going to like, you know, rain hell upon everyone, like, and that people, no one would want to do anything about it. Like, right. that, like that doesn't like, make sense. <laughs> um, Ma Malice goes in that all the time. He's like, why, why does it always seem like these always come down to a one-on-one -on -one fight where we're both unarmed? Like that, the, we're going to pretend that's how the world is. Is it going to be a one-on-one -on -one fist fight? So the biggest monkey man just like gets all the power and becomes king. Like, no, we have, we're social animals. We have guns, we have computers. We have like, that's not how the world works anymore. But, but these yeah. critiques, making it seem like it will come down to madness literally make it seem like well fucking john cena is just gonna rule the planet because he's just he's just a monster like no because i have a rifle fuck john cena yeah you, you know give, give mouse <laughs> a shitty little revolver and he'll be able to take down cena right yeah <laughs> so it, 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 these people live in it but it's that years of of, of brainwashing through the state that they're just making it think that like without people with guns People with guns would just take over. It's you know, it's just self defeating thing. But mm -hmm. I, I digress. And, and even then, you know, he says uh, the state practices violence. The individual must not do so. the The state's behavior is violence and causes violence law. That of the individual crime. And that's it, that's the most famous Sterner quote. Yeah. It, it, it it's great because literally, like, if if you boy if you remove the context, uh, police officer kills man. Well, that's murder. Uh, man kills police officer. That's murder. But wait, the like no, actually, because of some weird contract that you signed when you were born that you never signed, but you consent to by existing, but you don't ever consent to, and through taxes and occasionally majority opinion, and even not in that, the cop shooting the guy. Well, that's legal, but the guy shooting the cop, that's murder. It is. You think about it, it, it's just the reality of the world, but but people get so fucking hung up on it for some reason. Mm -hmm. Good-hearted people think the laws ought to prescribe only what is accepted in the people's feeling as right and proper. But what concern is it of mine what is accepted in the nation and by the nation? <laughs> Which again, it's so based, dude. It's just like, it's just like I don't give a fuck what any of these people think. <laughs> like, no. like essentially, like you can combine that with the blockhead quote and um. I, I feel like he has a quote about this, but I'm just not remembering. It's not in the section, but it, it, it's essentially like, it doesn't matter if like one person tells me I'm wrong or a million people tell me I'm wrong. It doesn't mean I'm wrong. <laughs> and that's, that's something, that's something people like need to internalize more because appeals to authority and appeals to popularity are just constant in fucking politics. Well, if 63% of Americans think that there needs to be gun control. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care what 63. I don't care if 99% thought so yeah. like go to hell i don't care if i don't care even if it was something as benign as 99 percent of people think that they should i shouldn't put a lawn gnome in my yard well fuck you i'm putting a lawn gnome in my yard you're not it doesn't matter yeah here's a here's a good one in relation to kind of like how the state treats rights in a certain way um the clamor of the liberals for freedom of the press runs counter to their own principle their proper will they will what they do not will they wish they would like Hence, it is, too, that they fall away so easily when once so-called freedom of the press appears. Then they would like censorship. Quite naturally, the state is sacred even to them, um, likewise morals. They behave, behave towards it only as ill-bred ill -bred brats, 
as tricky children who seek to utilize the weakness of their parents. And it's kind of cool that like that really does ring true. And like our, you know, especially in, in with the Bill of Rights and stuff, like, you know, that makes sense to me. Like, I mean, look how they treat modern day rights. Like the like Second Amendment you brought up earlier. No one gives a shit about the Second Amendment. Like they do, but like there's like how many restrictions do we have in the Second Amendment? Like in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, every, every detail. And, and like I, I love the thing about like liberals with censorship because goddamn has that ever been proven true of, of living through the, like years of conservative censorship on fucking like shit like Harry Potter and crap when I was a child up to now where they're 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 censoring fucking um to kill a mockingbird and and they're going after like taking Alex Jones off the internet and everything like that the li liberals liberals do view all of these rights as so holy and so important until they don't like and it's just it's just that quick and he he nails that what 150 to i fucking don't know 150 years ago i think he he bullseyes that of, of all these things the liberals give to the state they're not like the the liberal idea is like we are we are the power we're controlling the government but he nails it in saying no they're just bratty children with shitty parents but the moment anything bad happens they run to the parents and that that is the liberal like mentality and in yeah. how he puts it so fucking perfect yeah, it was a great analogy because it's just the, the idea of that the liberals just treat the state as if it's just this like like you said like a parent and like they're just trying to get away with stuff, but ultimately they know it's wrong. It's kind of like when your father lays down a rule and like you as a kid are like, "Well, I know I'm not supposed to do that, but I'm going to see what I can get away with." And like that's but at the end of the day, you still recognize that that's wrong as a child, and that's how they see this it, in relation to the state. Like right. in, yeah, you you have you have freedom of speech, but if you say something bad, then it's still wrong. But I mean, uh, it's like no, that's it's it's cucked. That's why I say like at least at least the monarchists are honest. At least the fascists are honest. Like the fucking liberals are deluding themselves. Yeah. Um. In in here's another good one. In for the state, the unbridled eye, I as I belong to myself alone cannot come to my fulfillment and realization. So that's a good one, yeah. The unbridled ego in this we originally are, and in our secret inward parts we remain so always, is a never-ceasing criminal of the state. I do like how he really sets up this um, dichotomy between the state and the ego, and how the ego is the enemy of the state. Yeah, so. just merely existing as a free individual is a threat to them. Which is like, why, why you see things like the, the most modern and perfect evidence of this it's how they go after like homesteaders and like homeschoolers and stuff like that. It is the, it is the most harmless crime for somebody to be collecting rainwater with solar panels out in the middle of fucking nowhere, but they'll arrest these people. And when you view it through that sterner lens of like people try to rationalize like, Oh, well it's just a stupid law and oh, like, like maybe it's protecting the environment or something. No, if you view it through the sterner lens, you realize the truth of the matter. They're arrested because they don't want other people seeing free people. Seeing free people is a fucking problem to the state. They have to destroy you because you are the polar opposite. You are canceling them out. Yeah. No. He, once again, here's another one about that. And it's just like he keeps repeating himself. Owner and creator of my right. I recognize no other source of right than me. Neither God nor the state nor nature nor even man himself is eternal rights of man. Neither divine nor human rights. Another just F you to everyone. Just rights or whatever the hell I want them to be. Yeah. <laughs> And that's, 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 and that's the reality of the of, of the matter how how did we gain the rights like how did we get the bill of rights how did we do all of this because a bunch of dudes with guns told told a bunch of other dudes with guns to go fuck off and then they beat the shit out of those dudes with guns and now we have those rights yep i mean right falls apart into its nothing and so it's swallowed up by uh by might and that's, yeah, that's, and that, that's like your rights don't mean shit when i when i take them yeah and like mean, like the, the little the little historical detail I learned very recently, which is actually super cool, is the the Fourth of July was supposed to be Constitution Day, where we celebrated the government of the United States. Why is it Independence Day instead? Because one thousand men marched through the streets with rifles, and it almost came into gunfights with the fucking Continental Army until they agreed to make it Independence Day instead of Constitution Day, and it's just like hundreds of these little details of, of obviously these are two rational actors the there's a thousand dudes with guns they have the might in the situation 
Like this is how it's going to have to be. And, and more people are rational than they realize to where you can apply examples of violent crime is much lower where a bunch of people have guns. Cause it's like, well, they have the might to prevent me from doing my right to steal from them. So that's, that's the way the world works there. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny. Like that quote, it, it reminds me of how like, and caps will like frequently shit on like constitutionalists, which will like, you'll always see those videos where someone gets pulled over and they're like, well, according to this, the, uh, my right here and blah, 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 blah. And like making these appeal to like constitutional rights. And like this quote right here, just like completely like, is like, Hey, you guys are doing the same damn thing. Like, I mean, I guess the, the constitutionalists be more cringe about it, but like at the end of the day, like your rights don't mean a damn thing when it comes down to my, like, and you can be like, well, Mike doesn't make right. But it's like, I mean, does it though? I mean, like, tell, I mean, tell that, sure. tell that to the cop with the gun in your face. <laughs> yeah, Mike like, doesn't make right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like a, it, it's, it's, it's such a soft fucking liberal viewpoint to deny that reality because the moment you run into that, it's like, Oh, well, yeah, this, this is, it doesn't matter what's illegal or not. If I got 9,000 people to go out in the woods and just break a bunch of laws, the cops aren't going to show up because they're going to be like, well, fuck that. <laughs> like we don't have the power to make them do what we want. It's just, it's reality. And, and a lot of people are just like, oh, well, Sterner, like uh, that's the other critique I hear of Sterner all the time. He's like, well, it's, it's just all obvious shit. It's like, it's like babies first anarchism. And it's like, okay, then why don't you motherfuckers get it? <laughs> you know, if it's such a simple, stupid concept, which in a way, a lot of it is, why aren't you internalizing it? Yeah. No, I do not demand any right. Therefore, I need not recognize any either. What I can get by force, I get by force. And what I do not get by force, I have no right to. Nor do I give myself airs or consolation with any imprescriptible right. Like that last little line is what really drives the dagger in the heart. Because it's like, because you know, like the ANCAPs out there are probably, I'm sure I'm going to get some re for this. But like the ANCAPs are already like, well, well let's, but, and then he just ends it at the end with, I don't give myself any airs or consolation with my imprescriptible right. This right that I can't actually do anything about. Like, it's like, cool. Like you have this, like, you can say that this is illegitimate what's happening, happening, but you know what it's happening. So yeah, <laughs> it, it, like, like, like dead men, dead men tell no tales. Nobody mm -hmm. cares. Nobody cares about your story. And I mean, we, I brought it up on the podcast with you of a, I actually, I, I didn't bring up the specific detail, but there was a, there was a town, I think it was in like Tennessee or Kentucky where they essentially just had this giant fucking shit bag that was friends with the local sheriff. And he was like a rapist and he was beating people up and he was threatening people. And he like shot his gun at like, like people and the cops wouldn't arrest him because he was in the know. So all of the townspeople got together and fucking killed him. And then none of them talked about it. And you can talk about his rights all you want. You can talk about anything. But if all your neighbors decide that they're done with your ass, what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. You know, And that's, again, like it seems so simple. But then people will be like, oh, well, the neighbors like have no right to do that and blah, blah, blah. And like they're in the wrong. And it's like, well, nobody cares. You're dead. They're never going to tell anybody about it. The problem solved. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay fucking case closed what do you got to say about it but yeah, people it, people will just try so hard to just like argue the rights shit and and this is such a great like example of how like this is kind of adds dimensions to your thinking because a lot of people just don't even think about this and it's like i'm still considering myself like an ancap so i still i still in like in myself and how i act i i basically treat the nap as a guiding principle for my life but i also understand that it's also just a, it's, you know, people get upset about this, but it's a social construct. There's nothing objective about it. And the only reason I, I use it is because it has utility. Because I think if I live by this and if I promote this lifestyle, that other people will adopt this lifestyle and this will, you know, lead to further cohesion. Yeah, like, it, it, makes, it makes you feel good to live that way. It, it hopefully improves the world in you and you've thought about it really hard and decide that it matters to you. But you also know that outside of you, it doesn't fucking mean shit. <laughs> yeah. With absolute right, right passes away. The dominion of the concept of right is canceled at the same time. For it is not to be forgotten that hitherto concept, ideas, or principles ruled us, and that among these rulers, the concept of right or of justice played one of the most important parts. So uh, this is a fun one. 
But uh, and here's the last one I want to finish on. And then if you have any other one you add, but I feel like this one's just a really interesting way to kind of finish it out on. And he, you know, what Stern does a really good job of like finishing off like chapters or like the book on like really solid points. He just yeah, really he just drops good, like, the bomb. Well, yeah. Uh, right is a wheel in the head put there by a spook. Power that am I myself? I am the powerful one and owner of power. Right is above me is absolute and exists in one higher, as whose grace it flows to me. Right is a gift of grace from the judge. Power and might exist only in me, the powerful and mighty. And it, I don't know, that just, whew, that makes it jump. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's Because, it, again, like, we, we'll reiterate it a hundred times this podcast. Of, of even, even in that quote, he's just essentially saying, like, everything, everything I just laid out is essentially only true to me. And it, it, and the reason why it's true is because I say it's true, and the power to say it's true has come into me, and I'm gonna say it's fucking true. But even even Sterner talking about this has self awareness of being like, well, this might not matter to fucking anybody else. This isn't right. This isn't the truth because the truth is bullshit. This is my truth. This this book is meant for no one else but me. I wrote it for myself, and I don't give a fuck what you think about it. It's like, damn. It's just it's just. Mike, Mike Tyson, Floyd Mayweather, fucking like Muhammad Ali is just Chad. It's just condensed, fucking lethal quantity Chad. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I highly suggest everyone you read it. And I just, just to break that down again, like he's saying, right is literally just right is a wheel in the head put there by a spook. It's, so put there by nothing. It's just it's something, some concept you have in your fucking head. Power that I am I myself. I am the powerful one and owner of power. Right is above me is absolute. So here's the point he's kind of getting at with like rights are usually derived from, from some sort of like ultimate objective thing. For like a lot of people, it's natural rights. And if you're an atheist, it's driven derived from just how we would naturally act in the wild or whatever fucking shit. And then like for, you know, for theists, they would derive it from God. And it, but he's like, but he, he kind of like accepts that like rights come from that. But you know what? I am God. Like, and like basically it's kind of what he's getting at. It's just like, just mega based. <laughs> like at the end of the day, like it all derives from me. Like, and you know, at the end of the day, like it's such a hard concept for people. I feel like we've been fed so much shit about being concerned about other people that it's like, at the end of the day, like your reality is derived from you. Like, it's kind of like the concept of, like, solipsism, that, like, you could be a head in a vat. Like, who knows? At the end of the day, the only concept of reality is from you. And it only makes sense to start from there and work outward. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, I always typically say my uh, family is, like, an extension of myself. So, and that's how I kind of look at it. So, like, a lot of people be like, oh, you're just a piece of shelf stuff, a piece of shit. And I'm like, no, I'm concerned with that which I have the most control over. Like, right. I, I have the most control over me, and I have... Then, uh, uh, then, so that's the thing I like kind of center everything around is myself and from there, my family. And then from there, my community from there, you know, and so on and so forth. And like, right. the further out you get, the less I care about it. So, right. Like, and I mean, like, like, like ch charity as a concept, being nice to people as a concept is egoist because if like this example, fucking Jose, if going out and like giving a homeless man, like a blanket, if that didn't make you feel good, would you do it? No, you do it because it makes you feel good. Like it's it's it's. I always described it as as self selfish selflessness of like you help people. Oh, you, you pulled it up. Yeah, the, <laughs> the infamous Sterner meme. Like, and it's true. But uh, yeah, like like the whole the whole reason we help other human beings, the whole reason we do charity, the whole reason we take care of each other, like everything, is because we feel good about it. And if it doesn't make you feel good, why are you doing it? Yeah, and that's I just mean, Sterner. That's literally the basis of Sterner. If like, if it bring, I think he has a quote about this. If, if it brings you joy, then you have a right to it. If it doesn't bring you joy, then why are you doing it? Yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to finish out on? Since we're kind of at the end, we. I mean, is there anything you felt like I missed that you wanted to go into? I feel like we did a nope. did a good job. Surprisingly, I don't know how we did a decent job of this. In Wait, an hour. Yeah, it's it's just it's really simple concepts. He just mm -hmm. he he has to like take this real simple concept and phrase it and provide a bunch of different examples because the indoctrination is so deep. But in in the re in reality, like I said, it, it is like we right. There's tons of people right now, and and Malice makes this point. If, if I gave you carte blanche right now, you could go out and just rape a woman and there'll be no consequences. You'll just walk away free. The vast majority of people ain't going to fucking do that because it doesn't make them happy. It doesn't make them feel good. 
It's just the reality of like, do what makes you feel good. Don't do what doesn't make you feel good. But you know that we were so indoctrinated that Sterner has to make an entire fucking book teaching human beings how to be human beings again, essentially. Yeah, and it's so dumb too. Because then once again, people go, "Well, there are people who who what makes them feel good is bad things." It's like, well, then that'll hopefully cancel it out by those who don't like that, right? Like, yeah, really and those, those people, those those people exist now, and the and obviously the full weight of the law and death and execution and shit doesn't stop them now. People, people do breaking and enterings in Texas. Not that many, but they do it. So it's like no amount of law or threat of violence is going to stop a motherfucker that's going to break into a dude's house in Texas from breaking into a dude's house in Texas. Like they're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. And with that, no, I do. This has been fun. I'm really looking forward to all the re I get from this. And uh, I'll probably have you on again since I already have your name written down for the Prude Home one. Oh, sure yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to more of these. <laughs> and boy. I'll probably have less to contribute in future ones. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, it's oh, been I'm, great. I'm curious I'm curious who you would get on for like Kropotkin and, and Bakunin. This is the full on fucking commie shit. I think I have Kropotkin is next, I believe. But uh I literally I I just got uh in the mail the the sixth mega edition of like Berserk on Oh fuck. Up. So no, I'm, I'm like, a giant Berserk fan, dude. I yeah. cried. I cried when Namora died. I'm so. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm about to read that, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, so I'll, I'll probably wait on Kropotkin until I finish that. So yeah, you, but you have you have to find like a Mega Kami on. You have, you have to get like, fuck, who you even talk to? I'm, I'm probably know. gonna need to lean on you because I'm like I'm so just in this like ANCAP world. In that I don't really I'll, I'll have, have, to, I'll, have to, I'll have to hunt you down like a legit cool ancom that like yeah. won't lose his mind at like the word retard or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally gonna end up saying faggot or something in a non mean way, and and they're gonna re cause a fucking problem. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to find the, I'll have to find like the coolest anarcho communist. Yeah, it's gonna be a challenge, but we're gonna do it. We're gonna do yeah. it. Hell yeah, for, no, for Jose it. for the podcast, I'll I'll fucking make it happen. I'm gonna finish this one way or another. I mean, even if I gotta watch my words, which is hard. <laughs> I don't. I don't do the speaking good without the bad words. <laughs> I need to cuss to live. Yeah. Uh, with that, you want to go ahead and drop your plugs? What you got? Yeah. So I run a podcast called Unity or Death. It's on my YouTube channel, which is just Magnus Pan Video, right in front of you. Um. Recently, my most recent episode, we did a deep breakdown of the Garrett Foster situation because I take that shit very seriously. I think everybody should watch that because everybody's been fucking lied to about Garrett. Uh, I have. All of the the Patreon, Cash App, fucking PayPal things. If you're really that interested, you can find it. It's on my page. I'm not going to plug it here because e-begging's cringe. And <laughs> other than that, uh, Unity or Death on Spotify and CastBox. And that's you gotta, mostly you what I am. Grift, bro. You got a grift. I hate fucking grifting. <laughs> it uh, doesn't feel good, but it is what it's it so is. fucking bad, but I'm so poor now because uh, fucking I can't get a job because of my affiliation with the movement. <laughs> Well, go give this motherfucker money. I'm going to make it a point to find his link and I'm going to put it in the video description so you guys can give him money. My fucking my AR is in the other room so I can't rack it at the camera and threaten you to not give me money, <laughs> you motherfucker. Uh, and with that, I'm on the No Way Jose YouTube channel. I'm also anywhere audio podcasts are at. I I am shameless, so give me money. Patreon.com just No Way Jose 2020. I got to buy a new mic. I mean, maybe. We'll see get this man a new mic. And get 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 him get the him this fancy fucking halo light that I have here too because this thing's dope. Oh, I got I got a little light right here. You got a little ring light. <laughs> yeah, sort I got of. a little I got a little ring light. It's fucking sick. I can I can like change the modes and shit. It's great. Does it not drive you nuts? I I almost got one of those and they were way too bright. Well, you so. could you could turn it down, you fucking monkey. <laughs> it has a button for it. I, I I don't like the discomfort. I mean, I'd, ra I'd rather be able to talk easier and not have to deal with that. But we well, have the nice fancy room, anyways. But hey, yeah. let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> like, share, subscribe, all that gay ass shit everyone says at the end. And it's been fucking dope. Thanks for coming on, and I'm looking forward to doing more of these. Oh yeah, appreciate it, man. All right, and broadcasts. <laughs>